up everybody? I'm April Justine and I am super excited to bring this new podcast to you. Introducing Strictly Shorties, everything that you need to know about blood pythons and short tails. This is going to be a monthly podcast where I bring you the experts in the short tail world to share with you the history of the complex, the basic husbandry and care, breeding, and the stories behind the lines that we know and love, as well as the lines that are newer to us. There is so much to these animals, and we are just starting with the possibilities of where we can go in the hobby with this complex. I hope that this is an evolving podcast that will be used as a resource for short tail keeping and a way to record the history of those that came before us. <laughs> I absolutely love short tails and blood pythons as they make up about 85% of my schmedium collection. <laughs> I love their intimidating head shape. I love their heavy set body. It's a big python. It's like you have a Burmese python, but in a much, much, much smaller package and much more handleable package. <laughs> I love their sassy attitude. Building the trust with a nervous and more skittish snake is second to none in my books of awesomeness. <laughs> Learning what their body language and eye movements mean so you can make a strong bond and have an understanding with your animal is legitimately one of the best feelings. And not to mention, not having to clean up poop that often is pretty freaking good too. <laughs> uh, once a month, if not less than that, I'm good with it. But let me tell you, they pee a lot. <laughs> anyway, I hope that you join me on this journey where we talk everything strictly shorties. Please feel free to message me or email me with any questions that you might want to be addressed during the podcast, and I will do my absolute best to incorporate them into the episodes. You can find me at Bloods by Design on Facebook and Instagram, and my email is bloodsbydesign at gmail.com. Now, this is not an interview-style podcast. It's more of an educational program where I'll bring guests on to share their expertise. And because of that, I am not going to be sharing or asking others about why snakes are a big part of their life and how they came into their life and how bloods fit in. So I'm going to do that for you now. Now, you are welcome to leave this introduction now or... Hang out with me for a little bit more as I tell you my story on how snakes became a part of my life. So back when I was about 12 in middle school, I, I, I wanted to be different. I didn't like the norm, and so I was researching things that were a little bit different, and reptiles came across my screen. <laughs> and uh, at the time, it was corn snakes, and uh, I realized that they don't bark, they don't talk, they don't meow. Um, they only poop as often as you feed them. Mind you, now I know that's not all totally true. <laughs> but uh, you only feed them about once a week. So in my eyes, this was like a perfect pet. So at that time, I decided that is what I want. And, and you know, one day I'm going to get a snake. So that one day happened when I was 15. And my friend from high school, who I thought was the coolest person ever because she bred snakes... Mind you, it was the same age as me too, so 15 and breeding snakes. But she had a clutch of corn snakes hatch. So I went over to her house, and she said that a male corn snake was going to be $40, so I brought my little $40 over there, and I got my first snake. Now, did I tell my mom I was getting a snake? No. <laughs> no, I did not. So I snuck this snake into my house, my mother's house, and uh, maybe it lasted a month, maybe three months, and she found it. 
So this snake then went to my best friend's house and then went to another friend's house. And now I'm 18 in college, which is three years later, and I haven't even really kept this snake, but I pay for its food and housing and all of that, you know. Uh, But I went to college and ended up taking this snake with me. And uh, like our dear friend Owen, I snuck this snake into my dorm room. And, uh, and that is where she stayed with me. Surprisingly, uh, I did not get caught. <laughs> and uh, I had this snake for, you know, my years in college. And when I was 22 coming home, my mom wanted me home so bad that it was okay that I brought my snake with me. And uh, little did she know. No, I lied. She, she knew. Um, my professor, we actually had a snake lab at my school with garter snakes. And I did a research project on garter snakes. Um, but she had a boa that I lovingly called Bubba. And she came home with me too. So not only did I have this corn snake, but I also had this boa constrictor. Um, I think I moved, that was about when I was 22. I moved out of the house when I was 24. And like most people that finally move out of their house, their snake collection absolutely explodes. So I went from having two snakes to probably having like 10 or 12. And almost all of them were corn snakes. Because by golly, I wanted one in every color and every pattern. Little did I know how many patterns that really truly is. Um, But I ended up uh, meeting someone about eight years ago that had just as many snakes as I did, which was a rarity. I wasn't the weird one anymore. Um, (laughs) And that is Terrell Ziegler, who some of you know from back in the day uh, with Designer Exotics. Um, And we watched all the YouTube videos and uh, decided that we were going to be ball python breeders. And so we started our ball python collection using Craigslist. (laughs) And I'm sure so many of you are laughing at me and laughing at us and this idea that we had back in the day. But let me tell you, that is where all of this has started. Um, I decided that I wanted a Brazilian rainbow boa, and that was my dream snake at the time. And someone was selling one and asked if I wanted his blood python with it. I had no earthly idea what a blood python was. In fact, I thought it was a glorified ball python. I was so ignorant. Uh, I mean, if you guys knew me, then you would just absolutely, absolutely make fun of me. And I deserved it at the time. Um, But I went ahead and I got this snake. And um, it was a beautiful black-headed blood python with this brown and yellows in it. Had no real red to it at all, actually. Um, and I absolutely loved it and started researching blood pythons and looked into the different morphs. And then I saw the magpie. I don't know if you saw a magpie ten, five to 10 years ago. That was the big deal then. And so my little ignorant, but I'm sure some of you blood python people will remember this. I came into the blood python group and said, hey, guys, do you know where I can get a magpie? Because I really want one. <laughs> Man, I got made fun of behind my back, which I found out later, um, and really was kind of talk crap about, which kind of sucks, but that's okay. Um, I have earned my stripes since then. Um, But yeah, I I really wanted a magpie, and I still to this day really want a magpie. Um, But back then, that was was the prize, and and I looked at Terrell, and I said, you know, Terrell, I don't think, I don't think ball pythons is where it's at. I really don't. I think I want to go in the direction of blood pythons. I just, I really, I think that there's a better market there for that. You know, I just, I just think it's better. And, and so I went for it. I absolutely went for it. And I bought 
Jack the Ripper, who most of you guys know. If you don't, you're welcome to cruise on my social medias and find him. I absolutely love him. He is my favorite. If you offered me a million dollars for him, I would decline you. Maybe not a million. No, honestly, I really think I would decline it. Like, I just love that snake so much. I would not part with him. Um, but anyway, I got him and I got a pair of T-negative ivories that I absolutely loved as well. I still have one of them. One of them, unfortunately, got sick and passed. Um, but that's where it all started for me. And that was about seven years ago. I now have a collection of about 40 to 45 of them. Um, I'm breeding them and still working out the kinks of breeding and figuring that all out. I have amazing mentors and I just absolutely love them. I love this reptile community and everything that it has brought into my life and the friends that it has brought into my life. And I really just want to be able to share that with all of you. So that is my story. That is where it all started. It did not start with uh, going in my backyard and looking for frogs. That was not me. It did not start with me obsessing over dinosaurs. That was not me either. It was just me being a freaking rebel and trying to find something that was off the wall and a little bit weird. And here I am today. So if you are still here after all of that, thank you so much. I am absolutely 100% stoked and excited to bring this podcast to you. I've been thinking about it for about a year at this point, and uh, you know, Eric and Riley came to me and asked if I wanted to make it happen, so here we are. Like I said previously, if you have any questions that you want me to address on this podcast or any topics that you think are you know, pretty big topics, honestly, um, that we can cover, please feel free to contact me at Bloods by Design on Facebook or Instagram. And again, my email is bloodsbydesign at gmail.com. I am super excited. The uh, first episode will be out in January, so look for that. Please subscribe and share to everyone that you know that would like any information on blood pythons, being that their history or their husbandry, uh, and I will bring that information to you. I'm super, super stoked, and thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait to bring Strictly Short Tales to your guys' household. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.